Hey there, and welcome to Courageous Radiance podcast. My name is Brittany Dixon, and I am so excited that we are just trucking along here, nearing this 31 days of praying for our marriages, praying for our husbands. This is day 27, so we're almost there. We're reading Psalm 119. I want to pause before I start just jumping right into the reading. And I would love for you to do me a favor. I would love for you to do a self-assessment of your prayer time. And that is not just specific to your marriage. That is where are you at with prayer? Is it is it like, you know, I don't really feel like I have time or I do it, but then I don't keep going. I'm falling asleep. I'm making my grocery list in my head. Um some of the the things that seem minute and I'm like, God doesn't really care about that. Or I don't need to talk to God about that. I've been bringing him the smallest things to the biggest things. And it has really elevated my prayer life where I'm bringing him the desires of my heart. Like, Lord, I'm trying to spend time with you. (laughs) And I'm thinking about the kid's schedule, or I'm thinking about what I didn't do at work or something. I need to call this person, need to text this person. And to gain a discipline habit, it it means that you are going to be saying no to something and yes to something else. So in this case, we're saying yes to the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. And we're saying no to something that is momentary in light of eternity. And it might seem like, uh, it's just a few minutes. But y'all, it is a big difference with your walk with the Lord and spending time with him. So not making this just one more thing to do, because I do that. Don't just make prayer be a checkbox or a spiritual habit, but make this be, I cannot wait to get to my prayer call or my prayer time, whatever that looks like for the Lord. I say prayer calls with the Lord. (laughs) It's just, um, I don't know. I think because I, I would prefer a phone call versus um, texting someone. So I'm like, if I want to do that with my friends, then I want to call the Lord. I want to spend time at his feet and not not talking, just being with him. So that's just uh, something I would love for you to do um, in your prayer time with the Lord. And specifically in our marriages, we're doing that for our husbands, for the heart of our husbands. So today, Psalm 119, and we're reading verses 148 through 152. Y'all, we are nearing this 176 verse. So verse 148, I am awake through ev- through each watch of the night to meditate on your promise. In keeping with your faithful love, hear my voice. Lord, give me life in keeping with your justice. Those who pursue evil plans come near. They are far from your instruction. You are near, Lord, and all your commands are true. Long ago, I learned from your decrees that you have established them forever. Spending time with the Lord. Think about that verse 151. You are near, Lord, and all your commands are true. I circled that. You are near, It's different if I think I'm calling my sister. My older sister lives in Florida. And man, in the day and age of FaceTime, 
and Marco Polo. And even though she's far away in mileage, she's nearby. Or when I'm thinking of calling my best friend from who still lives in Michigan, and I have another one who lives in uh, Houston, same thing. In this day and age, it's just as like, you know, going around the corner to my other sister's house or um, going to visit my aunt or, or someone who's nearby. So just thank you, God, for technology in that standpoint. I have a love-hate relationship, honestly, with, with technology. But from that standpoint, from a healthy perspective, I am grateful that faraway people can fear, feel near. So my prayer for our 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 husbands is which is really more for our hearts and our husbands, but I, what the Lord really impressed, and I'm not even going to say the Lord said, because I'm not going to say he said, where the Lord challenged me is in a situation that arose in my marriage recently in a conversation, I walked away from there feeling very deflated that, Lord, I didn't honor you well. With that conversation. Yeah, I, I let off some steam and I said what I had to say, but I didn't do it in a way that really reflected that you're near, that you were really like listening to the whole conversation. You know how like you're kind of like on your best behavior when like your boss is around or if the police is driving near all of a sudden, then you go like 69 on the 70 mile per hour <laughs> highway. Um, and I just, I, I'm not saying that I want to be behavior focused because it did give an opportunity for me to heart assess with the Lord in my secret time. But the behavior is a red flag to look at the heart. You know, it's an outpouring for, okay, am I tired? Are there some other issues going on? Lord, show me where and why this happened, why, why I fell short in this way. And thinking about this Lord being near and and even how I'm talking about my husband or how, how you're talking about your husband to other people, how you talk about him just in your own head. Do you believe the best? Y'all, it, it's challenging, right? Especially when you throw in disappointment and some obvious failures and some obvious frustrations. I mean, the Lord is not expecting you to just not live feet on the ground here, but are we treating the Lord as if he's near. And it was a tough assessment <laughs> to, to answer, honestly. But the thing I love, I love, is just how big and mighty God is and how redemptive he is and restoring he is. I want to read for you in um, First Chronicles chapter 16. So, you know, this is really a, a psalm, a, a Thanksgiving prayer worship, praise and worship of David. The ark is, you know, they're out of exile. The the, the ark um, of God is, is, has came back to Jerusalem. So it's like a whole celebration. And he breaks out into the psalm, this hymn of praise. So verse, uh, and again, first Chronicles 16, uh, verse 10, boast in his holy name, let the heart of those who seek the Lord rejoice, seek the Lord in his strength, seek his face always. Remember his wondrous works he has done, his wonders and his judgments he has pronounced. 
you offspring of Israel, his servant, Jacob's descendants, his chosen ones. And that's, um, again, First Chronicles chapter 16, verses 10 through 13. That idea of being chosen, having this inheritance, he says later on in, in other verses. And it's almost like nothing that anyone does or that the enemy does or circumstances that you're around can snatch that out of God's hand. That even though what is surrounding us may feel in perception or in optics too big or too great or I can't see my way out of this, I wonder if we remember that we're God's chosen. I wonder if our husbands remember that and how we can be praying for them to be thinking of God in this light, that he, that his love, even in our failures, even in our weaknesses and our jacked upness, that the Lord, I mean, y'all, there's nothing that we can do to ever fall out of his love. Now, Things that he doesn't approve, lifestyles that, you know, us denying him and consequences of our decision. But that doesn't mean God doesn't love. So even as I was, you know, feeling some other type of way, I was just, I felt so restored in reading this, um, this, this psalm, this praise of, of David. It, it's, it's really long. I really suggest you to read it in First Chronicles 16. Um, but one thing that I love is a remedy for um, difficult times for me or frustration times or when my cup is, is empty is praise and worship. And I mean, in this case, he, David was the context of this. He's worshiping because there was something, you know, big and mighty that just happened. But man, you can even worship in the valley. You can worship in a difficult marriage. You can worship when there's so much strife in your marriage and the enemy is just busy. There's still an opportunity to share your heart, be real, not to tell God everything is okay and it's not okay, but it still gives an opportunity to praise and to worship the Lord. So as if he is near, again, that that verse 151, you are near, Lord, and your commands are true, that you know the enemy also wants us to doubt God and to, you know, think that somehow God has forgotten us. And, you know, in this whole Psalm, I mean, he is the Lord, our God, his judgments govern the whole, this is verse 14, his judgments govern the whole earth. Remember his covenant forever. The promise he ordained for a thousand generations, the covenant he made with Abraham, Abraham swore to Isaac and confirmed to Jacob as a decree and to Israel as a permanent covenant. I will give the land of Canaan to you as your inherited portion. So again, this is where the enemy is going to want to make it seem like, uh, there's a dividing line. You know, you're out. Now, behaviors 100% might need to be assessed, repented, and a heart turning back to the Lord. But friend, the Lord is near and he cares very greatly for you. He cares very greatly for whatever it is that, that is upon your marriage right now. So I would just love to pray um, this nearness in your household, this this feeling of I almost want to tiptoe on how I'm or and not necessarily not sharing with with your husband in truth. But how can I do it in a way that is glorifying as if the Lord is near? So let's pray. Holy Father, most high. You are great and worthy of so much praise. 
Lord, from everlasting to everlasting. The earth is your footstool. You're so big. You're so great. And you're such a saving God. You rescue us even from ourselves. You rescue us from the pits that we've created and caused. And you love us in spite of them. God, thank you for just your covenant. Thank you, God, for just the confirmation of being chosen by you. And I pray, Father God, that every wife that's listening, every woman on this call who may not be married, that she just remember that she's your chosen. I pray, Father God, that the husbands represented here know that they're not off on an island, that you still see them, and that you are near. And I pray, Father God, that that leads them to a lifestyle of reverence, of repentance, and to walk as the Lord's chosen, to lead our homes in such a way. And may you get all of the glory, all of the spotlight, when the world wants an answer for the attitude shift, the walking out of love in the most difficult, let us give the answer that is all about you and all about us emulating what Christ does for us all of the time. So thank you, Lord, for your nearness. You're so great and mighty, and we love you. Amen.